guys, what is good? This is Morgan Mueller coming at you with the Joy and Hope podcast, where we seek to bring light to the dark. We actually have each of these episodes begin as a YouTube video. So if you would like to watch the original content on YouTube, search my name, Morgan, M-O-R-G-A-N, Mueller, M-U-E-L-L-E-R, on YouTube, look for the Joy and Hope logo. But otherwise, thanks for being here. Enjoy the podcast. Hi guys, I'm Morgan here bringing you another episode of Joy and Hope. Today I am joined by my good friend, brother Levin Harton. And so he's going to start off in a minute by telling you a little bit about himself, why he's here. Um, but before we do that, let's say a little prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Totus tuus Maria, ego sum, I am totally yours, Mary. Yeah, so I met Brother Levin when I was here at Benedictine College, um, an undergrad. He is super cool, not to, you know, brag on him, but he's super cool, super fun, and just has a lot of wisdom to share. So I'm really grateful mm-hmm. that he's here today. Um, do you want to tell everybody a little bit about who you are? Sure. Hello, uh, everyone. My name is Brother Levin Harton. Uh, I've been a monk here at St. Benedict's Abbey for just about 14 years. Uh, I am the vocations director uh, for our community and the prior. I just got a name prior. Um, yeah, and uh, uh, quick, quick version of my life. I grew up in a Catholic family who loved me and gave me great love, um, great freedom. Um, but I, I, I walked away from the faith and the church um, sometime in high school and then in the early part of college. Midway through college, I went to Benedictine. Um, and midway through college, I uh, had a conversion or a reversion back to the faith. Um, and uh, that became like the fact of my life uh, that I found in my heart a desire to know Christ, which I didn't think I had. I found in my heart a desire to immerse myself in prayer, which I didn't know that I had. Uh, and, and both of those things led me to, to my vocation here at St. Patrick's Abbey uh, with the opportunity to hopefully give back some of what I received as a student. Um, yeah, so uh, I'm happy uh, to join Morgan to see Morgan again, uh, yeah. especially in COVID nineteen. You know, no time. You're like you're like happy to see anyone <laughs> right now, anyone at all. Uh, yeah. but, but Morgan's on the high end of the spectrum of people I'd like to see. So, oh, thanks. Yeah, he's got his mask right here, just in case anything goes down during the video, or you just gotta put it on real quick. I might just like do this. <laughs> just hold it. Just like, What's on your mask? By the way, I meant to ask you that. Earlier. Um, I think it's leopard skin print. No, I'm just kidding. Um. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. It's, it came from the sisters across Aww. town. They, they like made these for us, and it's the loosest fitting, most kind of floppy mask. Yeah. There's some that kind of look like Darth Vader, you know. Yes, covered, covered good. And when you breathe, it sounds like yeah, that too. I, yeah. I don't want that. I just wanted something floppy to fit over. So it's funny that you say leopard print though, because literally, <clears throat> like the first mask I got was also made for me and it was like this it's this big and it's like blue leopard print I didn't like choose it and this past week I was helping at a camp and literally the priest just looks at me and he goes Morgan that's a bikini mask and I was like what did you just say and he was like yeah it barely covers anything and I was just like I'm never wearing this again so I went out and got a new one I'm not even kidding but anyway okay so beyond COVID um Something that's still relevant for people somehow, even in the midst of a pandemic, um, dating. And it's like, 
how do you navigate dating anyway, even outside of a pandemic? Um, but ironically, um, Brother Levin has given me the best dating advice I've ever received. And it has like definitely been um, just on my mind and on my heart ever since last September when he first gave it to me. And I just really want to share that with other people. Um, so I'm going to share a little bit about how that happened and then let Brother Levin kind of take over and share whatever else is on his mind and on his heart in that regard. But um, yeah, so last September I was visiting Benedictine and went to Mass at the Abbey. So the monks mass on Sunday morning and afterward was catching up with different monks. And then when I bumped into Brother Levin, um, he knew that I had been discerning religious life up until that point. So he was kind of like, why aren't you in a convent yet? And I was like, well, let me tell you. And then after I kind of shared my story, he was like, oh, cool. So you're looking to start dating. And I was like, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and he was just like, okay, well, know that dating has three purposes. One, to have fun. Two, to grow up three to discern and in that order otherwise you're doing it wrong and at the time I was just kind of like okay that sounds kind of cool but yeah thanks brother lemon like see you in six months or so <laughs> like see you later um and like <clears throat> I would recall the advice in in the following weeks and months and I remember even sharing it with different people but I've heard it said that like the distance between the head and the heart is the longest distance sometimes. And so even though in my mind I was thinking, oh, that's cool, I was not truly letting it hit my heart and actually become applicable in my life. So there's an experience um, around Christmas time where I was helping serve a wedding reception. And so part of our dress code was, you know, just wear all black, hair up. Um, it's not like you're trying to look good. You're just there to serve the reception. And I remember that in, in the middle of like picking up bottles from tables and clearing like dirty dishes, um, there was a guy like at the reception who out of all the other women there, like they were dressed up, they were dressed nice. Like they were actually there to participate in the reception. I was just there to serve. He like comes up to me and asks me to dance. And Obviously, my first reaction was, I'm working and I can't, because that was true. Um, but he, like, continued to come up to me throughout the night, and he was sweet, and he was cute. And part of me was, like, low-key worried he was a bit intoxicated, so also was kind of blowing him off for that reason. But, like, he was sweet, and he was sincere. And he, like, kept coming up to me, asking me to dance, and I would just kind of, like, blow it off and finally I thought okay I'm just gonna get to know a little bit about him so that I can just write him off easier if needed and so yeah he came up again and I was like what's your name he told me I was like where are you from he told me what town he was from um I was like where'd you go to school basically just trying to figure out how old he was so he told me his school and then I was like what year did you graduate and then he told me and I was just like he is two years younger than me. That's my brother's age. Like, he's probably super immature, like, and the town he was from had, like, a bad reputation where I was from, and then his high school was a rival high school. And so just all of these prejudices, like, swarmed my mind, and I just wrote him off. And I was just like, <clears throat> I'm not interested, sorry. 
Um, and like a few days later, I was reflecting on that again. And I just realized that I had not taken Brother Levin's advice at all. And instead of just like having fun, getting to know this person and maybe like harmlessly giving him my number, like something like that. And then just like seeing where it went. I was just trying to, in a way, discern, like, is this someone that I should really be with rather than just getting to know him organically? Um, And so I have like huge regrets about that because that's not the only time that that's happened in the course of my life. And just reflecting on this, I've mentioned this in past videos too, of just how I feel like the Lord places people in our lives in times and seasons and how often I've been like closed off to that thinking, yeah, Lord, but not this person or like not that guy. And I think I've missed out on a lot of relationships because of that. And not even just romantic ones, but even like good, holy friendships um, and good conversations and stuff like that. So I just think this is really relevant. Um, something that I'm trying to do a better job of living out and that I wanted to unpack a little bit more with Brother Levin since it came from him. So I was just kind of curious, like, what led you to, like, give out that advice to, I'm sure, not only me, but, like, other friends you have who, you know, are looking to date people and, yeah, anything else that you'd want to share on that note? We'd love to hear it. Yeah, no, I I first want to acknowledge that, you know, it might seem odd that a celibate person uh, is giving out dating advice. Um, But what I found in my vocation is that there's actually a lot of freedom just to be very, like, honest and very truthful and very real with male female relations as a celibate because I'm out of the game, you know, like there's, there's, there's nothing for me there. Uh, that's not to say that celibacy isn't a work, uh, to, to hold your heart and possess it and offer it to God It is a work. Um, but I do have a lot of distance, especially from college students as I get older too, um, uh, to maybe look at the subject matter more dispassionately. Um, yeah. And I guess what was a part of, uh, that advice is that I, I do spiritual direction for Benedictine College mm-hmm. students. And the amount of times that <clears throat> my directees would come in, or just students that I would meet and I'd have a conversation with, uh, and, and and they would be like discerning whether or not to go on a date with someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was just it was, it was very high, and, yeah. and, and and I thought to myself, surely you don't need to discern a first date most of the time. I mean, surely you can just go on a date. Um, because the purpose of dating is to get to know, one, to yeah. know someone. I mean, uh, you can't discern what you don't know. You're, you, 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 you have to know it at a base level. And if you don't know someone at all, there's no discernment to be had. Um, I'm quite confident that God does not care <laughs> to give you spiritual enlightenment about whether or not to go on a first date most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, what he wants from you is to live the call to holiness. And the call to holiness involves getting connected with people, meeting new people, enjoying the goodness of other people, growing up through that connection with other people. Yeah, absolutely. And then eventually uh, discerning something. So it was really a response to a kind of a unique college environment here at Benedictine College, where people, I think, are prone to spiritualize, overly spiritualize situations. And then two, to be fearful of growing up, to be fearful mm-hmm. of, 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 a, of a gesture, of a... Of a um, a life course of growing up at times. Um, so, you know, it was interesting. I was, I was listening to your example. I think that there's, there's two things that I would adjust about the, the scenario. Have, have fun, grow up. 
and then discern. Mm-hmm. One, um, in a situation where you're not on a you know, Brenton College bubble, um, yeah. you have to be safe. And so, like, absolutely, you, 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 you giving out your information is something that, that it's a calculated risk. So mm-hmm. some of your vetting might have been warranted. Um, that's not to say that your decision in that case isn't, as you say, a way of blocking fun, a way of blocking growth, but um, it is important to be safe. And then secondly, <clears throat> with Benetton College students, I, I particularly want to say to them, <clears throat> because uh, uh, they do need to grow up. <laughs> when, when you're 18, 19, 20, you just need to grow up. Um, as, as, as you all get older, though, hopefully you have grown up. Mm-hmm. And so that connection between having fun and then discerning, the bridge gets shortened and shortened. Does that make sense? Yeah. And that's just... That's a that's cool just, way to think about it. Because, yeah, because of the reality of your situation changes. Um, I don't think you ever dispense with that. Cause I, I think, I think any time you are committed to another person, any time that you have to stay with people, you have to remain, it requires that you grow up. That's just the case. Because other people demand something of us. Uh, and they call us on our stuff. Um, they ask more of us. Um, so there's always the growing up piece, yeah. but that's all the more urgent for people the younger they are. I mean, someone who's dating from the age of 16 to 22, yeah, fun, grow up, discern. And it very clear. Uh, as you get out of, out of college and, and you get out into the world, I, th- I think the stakes do raise just a little bit, but you should never dispense with the having fun part. Mm-hmm. Um, that should always be the lead. Yeah. And just enjoying people's company Absolutely. and getting to know them. Absolutely. Um, that made me think of just how easy it is. So I've had a lot of conversations with like girlfriends recently about this just because it is it is so easy to meet someone once you're like outside of Benedictine and be like, but he's not Catholic yeah. or yeah. but he he's Catholic, mm-hmm. but he doesn't go to mass mm-hmm. and all these things. And until about a year ago. I also would have had this like very closed off mindset of like, no, but he has to be Catholic. Like I'm not even going to go on a date with him if he's not even Catholic or like a practicing Catholic. And then I heard this story last summer um, of this pretty popular Catholic Instagram and influencer, but she and her now husband who are even younger than me, they were sharing how when they first met, he was not Catholic and they met through a mutual friend and like spent a weekend with this mutual friend at like Disney world or something like they were, they were both going on the trip because the mutual friend was like, I want to hang out with both of you. And the girl was even thinking in her mind, she's like, I hope that nothing happens between me and this guy because he's not Catholic. Like I don't even want to whatever. And she was like, after that weekend, he just said that, like, he fell in love with her and just, like, wanted to be with her and wanted to get to know her more. And so they, like, started to get to know each other. It was long distance, but, like, they would Skype, they would FaceTime, they would text, all this stuff. And she said it, it felt like I was falling in love with him, and I was so fearful of that because even though he was respectful, even though he was kind, like, even though he acknowledged God's existence, he wasn't Catholic. And she said she remembered praying about that um, as she, like, got deeper and deeper into this relationship. And then they even, like, made it official. And she was just like, Lord, I just, I love him so much. And I just, 
Like, not that <clears throat> I'm not saying there's such thing as a soulmate. I understand free will, all of those things. But, like, kind of like when you chose St. Benedict's Abbey, like, this was where you felt like you were called. Um, I think in the same way, like, when people want to be together, it's like, the one and so she felt like this guy was the one for her like she wanted to be with him and then she just still couldn't reconcile the fact that he wasn't catholic so she said she went to church to pray about it and while she was praying she looked up at this stained glass window um that depicted the annunciation and she said in that moment it just felt like i was mary and like god was telling me it doesn't have to make sense it doesn't have to make sense. Like, if you really believe, like, you know, like, with a well-formed conscience, like, like you were saying, it's important to be safe. Like, all of those things considered. Like, if you love him and he genuinely loves you, like, it doesn't have to make sense why my hand is on this and why you're going to move forward. And she said she just experienced so much peace, so much consolation, which, like, according to St. Ignatius, is such a sign that the good spirit is at work within you, that the Holy Spirit is leading you. And so they ended up getting married, and she was never—she said she never pushed, like, raised the question, like, have you ever thought about becoming Catholic, but, like, never pushed it. And I remember watching a video of the two of them, like, talking about his um, discernment as, like, like, as far as becoming Catholic— And he was like, I didn't want to be Catholic. I didn't want to be Methodist. I didn't want to be Lutheran. I didn't want to be Baptist. I didn't want to be whatever. I wanted to be right. Like he didn't grow up with a faith-based household. And so he was like, his search for truth was so beautiful and authentic. And like the fact that his wife was able to take that journey with him, but also not steer it was so cool. Like the freedom that he experienced in that, but because of her, was inspired to become um yeah a member of the catholic church just through like people he encountered through her or priests that like she was able to like hook him up with for spiritual direction so now he's like very very avidly catholic and i mean he might not have been if he hadn't met this woman and like if they hadn't gotten married and so i guess in my mind it just like was this wake-up call of yeah of course like I would love to be with someone who's already Catholic, who already believes in the Eucharist and prays a daily rosary, like has similar devotions to me, all of these things. But the fact that the Lord uses us in each other's lives is such, such a true thing and something that I hadn't really accounted for until I heard that story. Um, But just, yeah, really led me to consider more like, allow God to place the people in your life, you know? Yeah. No, what you're saying has uh, a lot to do with discernment. I mean, when we talk about discernment, uh, what we don't mean by that is that if I pray enough, if I go to adoration enough, if I do the right method, then God will reveal to me the end. He doesn't reveal the end very often. What What he most often does in discernment is show us the next step, just the next step. Uh, the path is lit up right in front of you so that you know that that's the next next direction for you to go. Um, yeah, and in this case, like you, you mentioned this Instagram uh, personality, um, the Lord could have told her, look, your husband or this this guy that, that, that you're talking to will be your husband and he will be Catholic. And, and he could have resolved the question of freedom so that there's no risk. 
Um, he doesn't do that, though. He, he wants acts of faith, and he wants uh, to accompany us on the road. Uh, so the sermon, the best model to think of the sermon is as a walking with Christ and not really knowing necessarily where the end is. In fact, one of my favorite uh, authors, Father Jacques Philippe, mm-hmm. uh, talks about holiness, our holiness, the end of our holiness, uh, what Matthew Kelly would call the best version of ourself, right? Um, what that's going to look like in the end, Father Jacques Philippe says, is a complete mystery to us. And the thing that can be most dangerous for us is to think that we know what that is. And to, and, to, and to move toward that image, that idol of ourselves and our situation, our circumstances, our life that we set up, to move toward that thing, as opposed to just following the next right step. Mm-hmm. The other thing that comes to mind as you were talking about that story is you used this word earlier, prejudice. Yeah. Um, you know, in, in, in this case, you talk about the prejudice against this person, this guy at, at this event that you mm-hmm. were at, right? Um, but if it's providence, it's prejudice against God's reality. It's pre- pre- mm. prejudice against what he wants for you, <laughs> which is much more serious yeah. than, than just, you know, stiff-arming God, stiff God's the, the possibility God sets before you. Um, so there's the, uh, this whole dynamic of just not being in control, um, of letting go of control. Yeah. yeah, of letting go of control and, and like following what is given to us. Um, that's like an authentic discernment. No matter how much time we're in the Adoration Chapel, uh, no matter how much uh, how many rosaries we do, but simply following Christ as He presents Himself to us, which of course is helped by a robust prayer life, yeah, uh, by by a searching prayer life. So, absolutely. Yeah. Um, what advice would you have for people who? So, kind of like me, it's like, yeah, I want to date, but you don't have anyone asking you out. Or maybe even if you're, so maybe like two pieces of advice, like guys versus girls. And also, how do you feel about like, do you think like guys should ask girls out? Girls should never ask guys out. Like, what's your thought on that? And then the advice you would give for both genders, like guys, if you're wanting to date, what should you do? Girls, if you're wanting to date, what should you do? Ask me the second one in a minute. Okay, first, gonna, that was real confusing. Yeah, no, no, there, there was like four, worded. four questions at once. So. <laughs> I do that. I get so no, excited that no, 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 I don't even no, remember how many things I ask. So, 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 so <clears throat> the... the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I'll answer what I think was your first question. Okay. And, and, and you know, what, what to do if you want to date. Yeah. Um, less time on media. <laughs> you know, after you finish mm-hmm. this, this this here podcast, this here uh, uh, video, yeah. get off media. Um, and, 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 like, go, like, learn how to play the harp. Or, or or go ballroom dance, or go to the park with your dog, you know, like like uh, get, get COVID nineteen has <clears throat> created all sorts of problems for all this advice. This is true, but but reality, you know, reality in itself is really interesting. And if, and if you notice when pe- when you see someone who's interested in a piece of reality that's not interesting to you, it becomes interesting to you, and that person is interesting to you. So not only does going out and learning new things engaging new aspects of your humanity, um, get you in touch with other people typically because you'll be in classes or you'll be parts of clubs or associations. But it also like enhances your humanity. <laughs> you become more interesting. You become uh, a more uh, attractive mate. Um, so, but you know what doesn't do that? You sitting on the couch, gaining weight, eating, eating Cheetos, and like watching yet another Kardashian video. That, 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 that doesn't make you attractive in the least. It does nothing for you. 
in fact. And, and, and oftentimes, that stuff can be a big escape. So not, not to hammer people too hard on that, but just um, there's a lot of beautiful things you can do. You can learn poetry. You can learn new language. I mean, any sort of learning, yeah. learning, learning the harp. Learn, <laughs> you, learn you, the harp. You can, you can do all sorts of amazing things that get you in touch with other people and that enhance your humanity. So that, that would be my first. I love that. Uh, get out of your house. Go do things. Become <laughs> more human. But 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 only after only after COVID, because we want to be safe. Yeah, uh, or wear a mask. Wear a mask. Just wear a mask. Wear a mask. It's like literally life is a masquerade ball. Like yep. everywhere yep. you yep. go. Yep. <laughs> okay, so that was the first question. Yeah. Um. Okay. So then, more specifically. Okay. Yep. I understand that there are four questions now. Okay. I'll rephrase. So question two. Do you think girls can ask guys out? I do. Yeah, we're in the 21st century, and um, I think the gender roles, uh, at least in part, are um, constructs of a past society that did not recognize the full dignity of women. Um, when we read the letters of Paul uh, and uh, hear about uh, wives be subordinate to your husband, husbands, I think there's some you know close reading, close scrutiny of that that can be done that breaks open its theological meaning. And that pulls it out of what, what could be looked at as misogyny. Um, but I also want to say this. I think that each couple, each each married couple has to like really discern and understand what it means in their individual, specific, unique case, what what, what how the wife can be subordinate to the husband. That's the, in other words, I don't think there's a formula that you plug every couple into and they better look like it. Mm-hmm. I, I think that there is a there is a meaning that is intended for every couple that makes their relationship and their each each individual humanity more with imbues it with more dignity and makes their relationship better. Um, so each couple's invited to take those words very seriously. And none of us are invited to use those as weapons against other people. Um, we cannot dispense with the Bible. We cannot dispense with the spiritual teaching of the church. Uh, but we, we don't have to be locked into a past era where women didn't have rights, where women were not educated. I, I, one of my professors here at Benedict College, in talking about this topic, said that Paul probably never met a literate woman in his life. What, oh. what, what would that do to his human understanding of women? Yeah. Is that to say that the Bible's wrong or it's, it's, it's not an error? No, 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 nothing like that. It's to say that we can go out to the Word of God with intelligence, um, and we can we can leave the mystery in the Word, and and trust that other people will figure it out. Mm-hmm. Trust that other people will will honestly engage it, just as we need to honestly engage it. So, um, asking it, people out, and, and and why is it okay for a woman to ask other men? Because it's just dating, it's just having fun, it's just getting to know each other. Um, when we talk about getting engaged, when we talk about um, uh, movements within the marriage, decision making in the marriage. Well, the, the, there's a different context, but just the bare fact of getting to know each other. Yeah, w- women uh, ask, asking a guy, "Do you want to have a cup of coffee? Do you want to go get a drink?" Uh, I, 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 I don't see um, anything wrong with that. Cool. So then, I'm wondering if questions three and four become like the same question. Then, so like, would you have different advice for guys versus girls who are interested in dating, or would it be the same? Yeah, so other than learning the harp, <clears throat> that's that's number one for everyone. Um, you know, and, and like and like my my statement that I don't think it's wrong for a girl, a girl to ask out a guy 
also requires each person to like know their own heart. Mm, yeah. Guys and girls, <clears throat> guys and girls, and to um, to make decisions about what's healthy for them, right? Um, no matter who you are, you might be asking people out for an unhealthy reason. So don't That's do true. don't don't do that, right? Good point. And and what society has given us in the way of gender expectations, whether or not they're good, bad, neutral, whatever, have influenced each of us in positive or negative ways. So you're not exonerated by Brother Levin, from Brother Levin's advice from doing that work of understanding um, how, how you have received those and whether or not it's been good or helpful for you. Um, yeah, so getting out and getting to know other people uh, is, is the main thing that you can do. Um, so again, going to clubs, events, stuff like that. Um, and not being afraid to take a risk, not letting your own prejudices uh, shut things down from the start, kind of like what we talked about at the beginning, have fun while being safe. Um, these would be the main things that I, that I would, that I would offer. Uh, um, and I, you know, I want to resist saying that like, there's like a spark and every, and everyone just has a spark and falls in love and, and, and it can defy all reason and logic. The person can be completely different from what you want them to be. But since there's a spark, you just, you you go after that relationship. I don't, I, I mean, I think reason has to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there is almost always something intangible about who you're attracted to and why you're attracted to them. And something, yeah. some, something mysterious. And so, um, uh, if that's present in a situation that looks unlikely to you or surprising to you, um, uh, you might want to check your fears and just see, see what's going on there. Um, I love that. Check your fears. That just really hit home with me so much. Yep. Cause actually last year, this week, that's what I felt like God told me to do. And it was weird because up until that point, it was like, oh, I was running to religious life. And when he was like, check your fears, I like started journaling one day. And literally it was like, I'm afraid of being married. I'm afraid my husband will leave me. I'm afraid. And it was all fears about like marriage. And it made me realize like, I'm not running to religious life truly because I just want to be wed to Christ. It's because I'm also afraid to be wet on a natural level so check your fears i love that check your fears learn to play the harp if you get anything else out of this video those two things (laughs) learn to play the harp (laughs) do you like the harp is that like a really cool no no, so i I said i said i said i said said this to a vocation guest just like a few days ago so like it's like on my mind because like he was he was he was asking me about discernment Mm -hmm. and like so i said because he's discerning you know our community i said go learn to play the harp so like but I mean, what what I meant by that was just like get out, like what I said, get out, right. get, out get off the social media, get off the off the uh, uh, internet, no, that's and awesome. do something real. I yeah. love how yeah, I love how you said that. Like, do something real, become more human, yeah, like become right. more right. yourself. That's right. That way, you have more to give as well. Yes. Thank you so much to Brother Lemon for being here today and offering offering this advice. Um, I'm gonna end in a prayer. Yeah, let's do that. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. If you enjoyed this video, give us a thumbs up. Um, Please comment below whether or not Brother Levin's advice was helpful, and if so, what in particular particular resonated with you, Um, and feel free to share 
any dating advice you've gotten from a monk, whether Brother Levin or somebody else, because we would love to hear about it. What do other monks recommend? Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for being here, and thank you to Brother Levin. And we'll see you guys next time. God bless. Thanks so much for joining us today on the Joy and Hope podcast, where we seek to bring light to the dark. If you enjoy our mission, we would love for you to become a patron on Patreon. Our patrons are what make it possible for us to continue doing Joy and Hope full time, bringing you the inspiring creative content that uplifts you to live more joyful, hopeful lives. So please consider supporting us. Thanks so much for being here today. God bless and see you next time.